Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of February 18. In the news, an Armenian soldier is wounded by Azerbaijani gunfire in Artsakh. Baku threatens to arrest Artsakh President Aray Karutunyan. And Armenia's former president, Robert Kocharyan, says Armenia should consider joining the Union State of Russia and Belarus. An Armenian soldier was wounded by Azerbaijani gunfire on February 15 near the eastern border of Artsakh. An hour earlier, Azerbaijani armed forces had opened fire on farmers working near Askeran, damaging their tractor. The farmers were evacuated by Russian peacekeepers. The same day, Armenia's Ministry of Defense denied accusations by Baku that Armenian soldiers had been firing at Azerbaijani positions on February 14 and 15, and this week the Ministry of Defense told HEDC that one Armenian serviceman captured during the November 16 Azerbaijani attack remains in Azerbaijan, and uh, as a reminder, last week eight Armenian POWs were returned to Armenia through the mediation of the French President Emmanuel Macron and President of the European Council Charles Michel. This week, Azerbaijani authorities threatened to arrest the President of Artsakh, Aray Karutunyan. Baku accused Harutunyan of initiating the attack on its second largest city, uh, Ganja, during the 2020 Artsakh War, resulting in the death of 12 people. Artsakh Foreign Minister David Babayan said that Azerbaijan is trying to spread fear among the population in Artsakh with these kinds of actions, noting that this is part of Azerbaijan's uh, what he called terrorist policy. After the end of the 2020 Artsakh War, authorities in Baku had issued international arrest warrants for several leaders of Gharapagh, including Harutunyan and Babayan. At that time, Armenia's prosecutor uh, general's office announced that it had taken measures to prevent them from being placed on Interpol's most wanted list. And on February 16, the parliament in Artsakh passed a law on the occupied territories of Nagorno-Karabakh. The authorities in Artsakh considered territories that came under Azerbaijani control during the First Karabakh War in the 1990s and 2016 during the Four-Day War as well as in 2020 as occupied territories. This includes Shahumyan and Arzvashen, which were part of the Nagorno-Karabakh Autonomous Oblast but came under Azerbaijani control during the 90s, uh, Shushi and Hadrut, which Azerbaijan took over in the 2020 war and the seven regions around Artsakh, which were not part of the Nagorno-Karabakh Autonomous Oblast but Armenian forces had taken over in the 1990s. On February 16, civil society members staged a protest in front of the UN office in Yerevan demanding action against Azerbaijani attempts to um, destroy, eliminate um, Armenian cultural heritage in Artsakh. After the protest, organizers met with UN officials to discuss the matter. Last week, they had also sent a letter to UNESCO. Also this week, members of the European Parliament raised concerns about Armenian cultural heritage under Azerbaijani control, calling on the international community and EU officials to condemn Azerbaijan's actions and to take measures to protect Armenian cultural heritage. As a reminder, in the beginning of February, Azerbaijan announced setting up a working group of specialists in Albanian history and architecture to remove, quote, fictitious traces written by Armenians on Albanian religious temples. Yesterday, the European Parliament adopted the resolution for the implementation of the Common Foreign and Security Policy, known as CFSP. The 2021 CFSP annual report calls on the EU and its member states to actively engage in finding a lasting settlement of the Gharapakh conflict and to prevent a further escalation of tensions in the region, notably by pressing Azerbaijan and Armenia to address post-war issues, including the demarcation of borders and the release of all remaining 
prisoners of war. The report also notes that the OSC Minsk Group remains the only internationally recognized format for the resolution of the conflict on the basis of the principles of territorial integrity, non-use of force, self-determination and equal rights, and peaceful resolution of conflicts. And it also called for the Minsk Group to swiftly return to its mediating role. The OSC Minsk Group has not sent a delegation to the region since the end of the 2020 Artsakh War. Azerbaijan's president, Ilham Aliyev, has stated his opposition to the Minsk Group several times, announcing that uh, the Minsk Group is obsolete, and according to him, Azerbaijan solved the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict with the 2020 war. The final charges against Armenia's second president, Robert Kocharyan, and former deputy prime minister, Armen Kevorkian, were delivered by the prosecutor in court. Uh, this week, Kocharyan is accused of accepting three million U.S. dollars as a bribe from a, an Armenian businesswoman, Silva Hamparzumian, while he was still the president of Armenia. And Armin Kevorkian is accused of taking a one million dollar bribe from the same businesswoman when he was a state official uh, in 2006-2008. Both Kocharyan and Kevorkian are facing seven to twelve years imprisonment. Kocharyan's lawyers announced that the accusations are not clear and left the courtroom as a sign of protest. And yesterday, Kocharyan gave a press conference during which he accused the Pashinyan government of failing to rebuild the army following the 2020 Artsakh war and trying to increase Turkey's influence in the country instead of strengthening ties with Russia. He also announced that if Armenia wants to become a significant player in the region, it should consider joining the Union State of Russia and Belarus. The Union State is a supranational organization consisting of Russia and Belarus with the aim of deepening the relationship between the two countries through an integrated economic and defense policy. Kochayan also stated that a bishop of the Armenian Apostolic Church would have been a suitable presidential candidate. This week, the opposition Armenia Alliance announced that its parliament members will resume work in international parliamentary bodies as three of their uh, lawmakers uh, have been released from prison and international travel bans on several other members have been lifted. Last December, the Armenia Alliance announced that its MPs uh, would not join Armenian parliamentary delegations traveling abroad out of solidarity with their colleagues facing what they say are politically motivated charges. At that stage, uh, 12 of their parliamentary factions members were also not allowed to travel outside the country because they were involved in criminal investigations. And on February 14, Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan received the EU Special Representative for the South Caucasus and Georgia, Tobio Klar, the head of the EU delegation in Armenia, Ambassador Andrea Viktorin, was also present during the meeting. The implementation of the EU's 2.6 billion euro investment package for Armenia, the situation in the South Caucasus region after the 44-day war, steps taken to defuse the situation on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border and ensuring stability were discussed during the meeting. In particular, the sides exchanged views on the meetings that took place between the Armenian and Azerbaijani leaders and mediators in Sochi and Brussels, as well as the results of the video conference between Pashinyan, Aliyev, Charles Michel and Emmanuel Macron on February 4 and the implementation of the agreements reached. The entry of um, a UNESCO mission and international humanitarian organizations into the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict zone was highlighted during the discussions, taking into account the threatening statements made by Azerbaijan against Armenian cultural heritage and the steps that they have already taken to destroy a number of Armenian monuments. The need for the full resumption of the peace process under the auspices of the OSC Minsk Group co-chairmanship uh, for the settlement of the Karabakh conflict and the intensification of the co-chair's activities Activities were also emphasized. Toivo Klar also met with Armenia's defense minister, Surem Babikian, 
During that meeting, Klar stated that the EU will continue its efforts to return Armenian POWs from Azerbaijan. In other news, a 5.2 magnitude earthquake was registered near the Armenian-Georgian border this week. The tremors were felt in the regions of Tavush, Kotaik, Armavir, Shirak, Lori, and Aragatsotan, as well as in Yerevan. Only minor damage was reported in Yerevan, Gyumri, Stepanavan, Alaverdi, and Van Azor. According to Sosmar Karyan, a senior official from the Seismic Protection Service of the Ministry of Emergency Situations, this was the strongest earthquake that was felt in Armenia since the 1988 Spitak earthquake. The tremors were also felt in the Georgian capital Tbilisi and other towns. During yesterday's government session, um, the government suggested making an amendment uh, in the law about military service and the status of servicemen, according to which if an Armenian serviceman was killed in action, his brothers or sons will be exempt from mandatory military service. Before, exemption from military service was only possible if the person uh, was the only son in the family. So now if it a, a father, to, yeah, it extends to all the sib- male siblings. To all the male siblings. That's or right. sons. Mm-hmm. And in uh, regional news, the next meeting of the 3 plus 3 cooperation format will take place in Iran. Russia's minister of foreign affairs, Sergei Lavrov, welcomed Iran's willingness to host the meeting, saying that it will strengthen regional cooperation. The first meeting in that format took place in Moscow on December 10. Georgia had announced earlier that it does not intend to participate in the 3 plus 3 format, still though it's called 3 plus 3 right. and not mm-hmm. 3 plus 2. And now, as always, to the latest COVID updates. The daily infection rates remain high in the country with an average of 1,550 infections per day. There has been an increase also in the number of daily deaths. In the last seven days alone, 133 people have died of COVID-related causes. And the Pfizer vaccine will finally be available in all vaccination stations and clinics starting February 21. While the population continues to get vaccinated, numbers uh, have begun to decrease or the rate of people getting vaccinated has begun to decrease. Currently, or at the moment, 1 million adults have received their first shot of the vaccine and just over 870,000 people are now considered to be fully vaccinated. And that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a great week and, and a great week and we'll see you again next Friday.